You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 705. Legionnaires, number 16. Guess who's back? Welcome to episode 705 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am birthday party boy. It's not my birthday. It's my kid's birthday. It's, uh, well, it it is going to have been uh, Sarah's birthday, but we had her party today. And, um, and so, yeah, so we did all that stuff, all that birthday partying stuff, and it's her first, you know, birthday party with other kids in three years. So, yeah, uh, so that's seriously. nice. And, uh, and yeah, so she's, she's nine now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Eight. Yeah. Nine. Not, not to be ironic about today, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's, he, he's had better weekends. He has, he has better weekends. That's true. <laughs> but, but Sarah's weekend was great. So she got to hang out with some friends, got some cool stuff and, um, and yeah, is nine. So the whole day has been, this is going to be the last hug when I'm eight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> she's, uh, she's been milking it. So, uh, she's learned well. So, uh, yeah. So birthday party boy. And, um, and there we have it. Indeed. Over to you, sir. Oh, hi, everybody. I am Darren Well, and tonight I am. I got a whole bunch of stuff done on Jesus' birthday. Praise Ooh. the Lord. <laughs> Mostly what I like to do on Easter Sunday is watch um, women who've never watched Steel Magnolias cry a lot on YouTube. It's <laughs> fun. Um, and that, that happened a little bit today. But no, I, I did some housework because uh, I had to because I was sick all last week. Uh, Waffle House did me did me wrong and oh yeah I lost eight pounds oh dear. <laughs> yeah not not no not in a constructive way no I uh, yeah. recommend but hey four more the Waffle House diet is not the one to go with no, it is not it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm I'm cleaned out. <laughs> they are, however, is, going to recommend it as as preparation for a colonoscopy. Yeah. White love <laughs> treatment, baby. That's what's going on here. So I messaged the guys last week. I was like, I'm not feeling well. I, I think uh, I don't think I should be on the show. And sure enough, like around eleven o'clock, I turned into Regan from The Exorcist. Yay! <laughs> With very little warning. So it's a good thing I wasn't on the show because that would have been recorded and that would have been gross. <laughs> and it would have been like, again, I got to edit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good thing I wasn't here. What What did we do last week anyway? What issue was it? God, it was like a week ago. Valor. Oh, it was a Valor? No, it was Legion of Superheroes. Legion, no, it was yeah. Legion. You're I'm right. listening Damn to it. it in my car right now. I should have, I should have eaten Le- Legion House. We were going to do Valor. <laughs> now Valor's next week. I would have missed it. Oh, well. But that's been me this week. So there you go. Over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellsworth. And uh, this week, sort of similar to Paul, I was birthday lad. Uh, it was my birthday this weekend. Oh, and happy birthday. Indeed. Thank happy you. Um, and the most important thing, I didn't do anything too wild or, you know, I'm 
too old for that nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but the most important thing is I wanted Mexican food for my birthday, and I got Mexican food two days in a row, and I have eaten my weight in enchiladas, and therefore it was the best weekend ever. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I nice. wanted was enchiladas, and that's what I got. So I'm happy. <laughs> happy and full. Any, are there any decent Mexican food places there, or just adequate? Uh, there's some pretty good ones. I'm not talking. To, I'm not talking about any chain things. You got to go to like originals around you here. Yeah, you yeah. go to Taco Bell, right? Yeah, I don't. No. I, I no. generally don't no. trust Tex-Mex or Mexican food um, east of Texas. Or north of Texas, <laughs> but but that stretches out to Calif- Southern California. I don't know so, if you've heard, Michael, but there are, there are Mexican people who have migrated northern. Yes, and, I, and I know and that, western of Texas. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily trust them, but I am willing to be opposed <laughs> to them so that I can trust them. <laughs> That's very giving of you, sir. Anyway, <laughs> over to you, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this weekend, hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois, and this week I am a Wilbert Harrison lad. Um, does anybody know Wilbert Harrison? No, he's probably only known in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had a, uh, Certainly not east of there. He had a, uh, a number one hit in 1959. Uh, that's it we can't afford the royalties stop that's right so that was that was fair use uh no next weekend i will not be here because i will be in kansas city going to planet comic-con yay Uh, a a good friend of mine uh runs the show and he's been trying to get me to come up there forever um I have not been to a multi-day Comic-Con since San Diego in 2012. Mm. And he said, it's not quite like San Diego, but uh, I'll be there for Saturday and Sunday and all of the uh, uh, Comic-Con goodness that goes along with being at a Comic-Con. There you go. Well, excellent. So unfortunately, you're going to have to do without me for another Valor episode next week and clear clearly in kansas city all the time oh, we're gonna we're so are, gonna are switch safe. some shit around oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do history first <laughs> turn this boat upside down baby so much so, history that no time for Vella. make make shelly winners swim for that oscar <laughs> so that is it for me over to you jim Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and uh, this week I am I want to be a pirate lad. Uh, so yo ho yo ho, a pirate lad for me. Did you? Not not too far off. Uh, so I was going to talk about this last week, but uh, I couldn't because I wasn't here. Uh, so I have a I'm a man of many passions, uh, many obsessions, and one of the big ones of the many big ones. Uh, is my love of point-and-click adventure games uh, for computers. Uh, it's a type of game uh, where you have a character on a screen. They're generally plot-oriented, puzzle-oriented, and you point with your mouse cursor and you click on things to do things, to solve puzzles. Uh, so one of the classic 
classic game series of this French of this uh, of this uh, genre is the Secret of Monkey Island series. Mm-hmm. Uh, started out back in ni- uh, 1990, 1991. Uh, so there are five games in the series. Monkey Island, one, two, th- yeah, f- there's five games. Anyway. So after the second game, the original creators basically stopped making them. So there's there were there were three sequels that weren't created by the original creators and news dropped in the most hilarious way possible on April Fool's Day. So the original creator who has had a running basically a running joke for the last 18 years on his blog that he doesn't celebrate April Fool's Day. uh, And he always tells us this every single year. Uh told us this year that he's not changing that policy and that he's making a new Monkey Island game. And we all went, huh, that's is a weird he, thing to say. Is he messing with you or not messing with you exactly? Yeah. Uh, and so four days later it comes out. Uh, yeah, actually, he is making it. Uh, he's finally going to make his third Monkey Island game that we've all been wanting him to make for literally 30 years. Sweet. Uh, so this is big news for those of us who care about this tiny tiny esoteric part of video gaming uh there's not really much else to say except for i'm super stoked about this the the fact also that the teaser trailer dropped and said the game's coming out this year is also pretty great uh no firm date but probably the fall Mm -hmm. um but yeah the monkey island games are they're they're they've got great puzzles great humor any fan of like uh good comedy like uh terry pratchett or or uh uh, uh, Scott Adams or that would love Monkey Island games, uh, but they're all about they're all about a guy named Guybrush Threepwood who comes to the Caribbean and he wants to be a pirate and all of the misadventures that follow. <laughs> and uh, it's just one of. The, also, I should probably note uh, this, the original game was made by Lucas Films Games, which was the video game arm of Lucas. Yes, Lucas. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so when the Disney buyout happened, a whole bunch of things happened where we never thought we'd ever see a Monkey Island game because. Why would Disney care? They yeah, got Pirates why, of the Caribbean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a whole bunch of moving wheels had to happen to make this happen. And well, I can I can kind of uh, we're going to talk about this in the news, although I've not mentioned it to the guys because there was some DC news that hit this week about the restructuring of, of DC energy. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit. But I think that's kind of similar to what Disney's had to do with everything that they bought. Jim is there's a lot of stuff out there that they own copyrights to and they're going to have to put out new product to re up those trademarks and copyrights. Fun fun fact is always Disney owns the entire cross gen, but back catalog. Oh, there we go. Uh, And and Malibu. Well, well, Marvel owns Malibu. Disney themselves bought the cross gen library before the Marvel merger. Oh, okay. Uh, So it's even more weird there. That is weird. I would have moved that right under Marvel when I got Marvel. Honestly. Malibu's Malibu's problem is that they have contracts that all say all the creators get royalties, and that's why Marvel doesn't want to uh, do it. Well, they want nothing yeah. to do with they that. They want nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rights are complicated. God forbid we, we pay people what they're worth, right? Exactly. Ooh. God forbid. But, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. And are you, are you I, I, I thought I heard a funky accent. Do we have someone else in the title? Oh, I believe so. Ooh. G'day, everybody. I'm Derek Binns calling from the future. And Yay. because I'm in the future, I'm Doctor Who boy. Yeah. I got up this morning. New episode of Doctor oh. Who. Right. Nice. 
I forgot. I'm actually supposed to be watching Flux this week because I for, haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, no spoilers. Flux starts off good, doesn't sort of like finish up as good. Mm. But that's that's the whole Chris Chibnall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> his, I, I got opinions about Chibnall. <laughs> yeah. Jodie Whittaker, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Best. Yeah, she's she is great. Uh, yeah, works hard this with story. Good, not fantastic, but the the teaser for her final episode had a a couple of stings in the tail that made me go, oh my god. <laughs> See, I, I saw a special about um, that this weekend because um, you know I was like, oh, the Doctor Who thing is coming up because uh, it had hit the internet that she was leaving, and then the the new episodes were coming out and everything, and I was like. Have they announced the new Doctor Who yet? And they have it, correct? They have correct. Not. They have not. No. Yeah. A lot of rumors. I don't think anybody. Anyone... Apparently, there was. Um, they were all at a con, and no one mentioned her leaving either. So they think maybe the leaving got announced because it was about to be broken somehow, and they weren't prepared for <laughs> announcing a new Doctor yet. Um, yeah. Well, I don't, when they I, announced I don't think the Russell. I don't... Go ahead. When they announced that Russell T. Davies was coming back as the new showrunner, a lot of people oh, right. thought, oh, David Tennant might be coming back. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't I think, think so. that that's going to happen. I think he'll uh, probably come back next year for the 60th anniversary show, but yeah. not yeah, as a regular. Right. As, as a team-up episode, yeah, but not as a regular. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he he's done his stuff. He, yeah. I don't think he has any desire it, to come it back. Would be, it would be bizarre. Basis. For a doctor to like regress or uh, yeah, exactly. to to, re- yeah. to its, an old form, that'd be a weird yeah. step. Yeah. Although I did see a hilarious photo coming out of a con from last week or the week before. Peter Davison was standing outside the line to go and meet David Tennant with a sign saying, "He's not as good as he thinks he is." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Father-in-law. Peter was my doctor. I, everyone. Yeah. Was, yeah, everyone was into Tom Baker, but when I started watching Doctor Who, they had gone through the Baker stuff that our local public broadcasting station had gotten at the time. And so I first watched – it was uh, Peter Davison with uh, Tegan, Nissa, Turlo, and uh, Turlo. Adric. Adric. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's when I got into Doctor Who. And just uh, I Jason go way back in. So deserved it. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> I go way back into the seventies. John Pertwee was my first Doctor. Yeah. Uh, with Joe Grant. Hmm? Yeah, I started watching then, and then just before, like last little round before uh, we ended up uh, with Baker. Um. Yeah, he was my grandfather's favorite yeah. as well. Pertwee. My my, my doctor. Yeah. My Doctor Who experience is kind of baffling. Because I started with Scream of the Shulka, which was an animated thing starring Richard oh, E. Grant yes. as a doctor, which wow. I really did. Oh, yeah. And then I immediately gravitated towards Patrick Troughton DVDs because he's the best. <laughs> I, I was at the convention where Patrick Troughton passed away. Oh. oh. I, I will tell you boys that story offline. <laughs> oh, my. If we, ever, if we ever create a Patreon, that's Patreon content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fair. Catch me at a con and get me full of NyQuil. I'll tell you all about it. So, uh, yeah. Good times. So, I guess we need uh, some Legion news. Legion news. Anybody? Uh, the only yeah. Legion news I'm aware of uh, is that DC is introducing Dreamer from the CW shows into mm-hmm. the comics in the in the uh, John Kent 
series. Oh, okay. So, so, so let me ask this because I didn't watch the Supergirl show. Mm-hmm. Is she a member of the Legion or just an ancestor of a member of the Legion? I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it either, but I believe she is an ancestor. Yeah, um, she um, is. And that is how they were. I watched it. the show. She was introduced as a um, uh, as a person half uh, half Naltorian, half Earth, and um, uh, she is a trans actress playing a trans character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was introduced as Nia now. And then when Brainiac 5 came back from the future, he said, I worked with your descendant, basically. So yeah. she, is, she is Nura Nal's uh, ancestor on the show. So she is not a member of the Legion? No. Correct. Correct. She, okay. she is a member of the Legion as Lydia Maller was to the Legion being Shadow Lass's ancestor. So she's a member of L-E-G-I-O-N? If that exists, not but, may, not yet. <laughs> she was a member of the DEO, but not right. the LGION. Those yeah. are two different groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why okay. they use different letters. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't there a solicitation? Yes, there was. No. Yeah. Okay. Travis posted it, so it must be true. <laughs> was it issue number five? Was it five? Nervous? I think. Yeah. I can read it if nobody else has. Yeah. An I don't. I don't even pulled up. All right. So Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes number five, written by Bendis, art and cover by Scott Godlewski, variant cover by Travis Moore. Um, on sale July twelfth, with the reveal of who is behind the Great Darkness. That's lowercase. That is tearing the galaxy apart. The Justice League and the Legion of Superheroes are at odds over how to handle the incomprehensible evil that has brought them together. The time-spanning epic stars all your favorite superheroes from two different time periods. Batman, exclamation point, Saturn Girl, Superman, Brainiac 5, Naomi, and dozens more race into battle to save the galaxy from being pulled apart. But at what cost? Will everyone survive this? Question mark. Hmm. Wow. There you go. Place your bets. Place your bets. Well, aren't they about to kill off the, the Justice League? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Justice League's I, dead. I, I would guess the JLA will uh, survive this story to die in that other story. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes then, the publicity machine gets a little ahead of them there. Right? And, and and will die and will always and forever be dead. Be dead. He'll never isn't return. It, isn't it um, – rumored or something that's like the the legion or the the justice league from a different timeline or a different earth or something like that probably i uh, mean honestly I, mean, I have not heard those rumors but who knows uh, yeah the, the jla will continue to exist i mean that's what uh, yeah i know shocking shocking wait i've never read a comic what do you mean <laughs> they said they they're gonna die <laughs> this is what? it this is not a fake ending this is not an imaginary story <laughs> also the imaginary stories kids anyway. I, I think it was announced this week that the who's who omnibus which contain volume two which contains who's who in the legion right. uh, was supposed to come out this week but it's delayed till july well that works out for my paycheck so that's good yeah they're still having printing problems and every comic's being delayed nowadays mm-hmm. yeah 
it's a paper supply chain issue. Yeah. So, but that's okay. We're patient. We waited, you know, four years for JLA Avengers number four, so it's fine. Was it that long? It was a while. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it, that long. It wasn't that long. <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there are some comics I'm still waiting decades on, so I know. Uh, yeah. Plausible. Yeah. In, uh, in the, what, the, the last little round of, um, oh, God, what was the one? Um, uh, Cassidy and, uh, and Ellis. Um, Planetary. Oh, Planetary, yeah. Planetary, that one. yeah. That, that took was forever. Least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think once it becomes decades, it's uh, pretty clear that it's not actually coming out. Not, not, mm, not never. And, I and said new JLA Avengers. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said pretty clear, not. 100%. <laughs> I had to do a quick check because I was curious. That planetary issue gap between twenty six and twenty seven, the final issue, was th- uh, wait three years. Wow. Well, well, three years is three to, years. To, to be fair, though. Saga just came off a three-year hiatus as well, so I've been waiting a while on that one. But they actually took a hiatus. And yeah. <laughs> they planned it. Yeah. A lot of books take, quote-unquote, hiatuses. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's whether or not they intended to. Um, yeah, sure. Still waiting on the 1963 annual from Image. <laughs> okay. And you, you, you uh, sit over there and keep waiting, sir. <laughs> any day now. Um uh, there may be a weird thing with that coming out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don Simpson's working on it. Indeed. Interesting. Well, you know, weirder, weirder things have occurred. Weirder things have occurred. So. Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so you want to you want to talk about the other news, which is. Uh, Apparently, this is not Legion news. Are we done with Legion-ish news? I believe I believe that's uh, we can now move to adjacent. Yeah. So adjacent news would be that DC Entertainment is uh, and the Discovery uh, merger has gone through. Yeah. And apparently, there's supposed to be a meeting about what's going on at DC Comics. Now, what this meeting entails, no one knows, but the rumor mill is a froth. Oh, I'm sure. All kinds. Of oh, of course. Curious. So it is. so frothy. So very. Gators, frothy. Ga- gators gonna gate. Gators yeah. gonna gate. Haters gonna hate. So I would like to re- just, as a public service announcement, yeah, when new management comes in, there's often changes. That's that's just business. Yeah. But but to go out there and to say so and so's job is on the line when you when you've not seen the inside of a boardroom ever in your life in your mother's basement is a little irresponsible. Yeah. Um. I, I. We don't know what what the job descriptions are for, like Mr. Lee, for instance. Like, what exactly is he in charge of? What is he supposed to be doing? What has he not been doing? We we can't judge that from our side because we're not aware of all the business decisions yeah, of, that have gone of, into of what his. What goes decision. into that exactly? Yeah, we don't know. We but, have. But also, also don't forget that DC Comics is pretty far down the uh, the ladder of how important uh, something is to the bottom line, you know, in terms of comics publishing, uh, yeah. you know, the, the actual physical comics and the digital comics, uh, you know, aren't bringing in like blockbuster movie type money. However, it is effectively an IP farm. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's what they want to exploit. 
And, yeah. and I think that's completely fair from a business standpoint. I think it, I, I don't know why DC has not gotten their Kevin Feige person yet. Well, they, thought, what, thought, they, had, they thought they had Snyder. Uh, well, <laughs> they, they had Snyder and then Snyder yeah. went away and then there was no other plan. Right. You know, and that's been for years. So I, I question that leadership. That that's a business decision. I'm like, why has no one been put in charge of everything from like a Feige like position? Well, and and that's part of the problem, right? Exactly. Exactly. Is that that been a month? uh, It's been years. Warner Brothers is is a, um, you know, as a. um, an entertainment making entity has been, you know, making movies since there were, were movies. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the thing is that sometimes people get into a, well, we do it our way and that's, and that's the only way. And, uh, and when someone, you know, and, 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 and I mean, I, and I say that separating, um, Marvel Entertainment from from Disney as as it started because that was something that kind of set everyone on their ears, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and that's even before the whole uh, Disney merger was announced. Was that they were like, yeah, we're going to do it a different way. Yep. And um, and of course, I, I think it's going to be compounded for the comic book side of things because they got rid of everybody practically who knew what was going on in that business. Well, that's the rub. There's a lot, a lot of institutional knowledge. knowledge that's gone. It got thrown completely out the the door. Uh, And this is why we have like what 50 books a month and like 48 of them are Batman titles or whatever they're doing now. I I don't know what the ratio is, but it's high. You know, you you can't, you know, Hey, it's the bat verse. That would be, that'd be easier than saying DC universe right now. Um, the, well, the I, mean, I mean, to be fair, it is called Detective Comics Comics. I know, sure. but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at the others like Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, and yeah, we we just had a, apparently a very successful Batman movie, and that's great. That's wonderful. That that keeps comics in people's minds. But you know, it still doesn't seem like there's a cohesive plan for these characters in, especially as it seems like the CW shows are waning out. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's what's going to take their place? There's obviously HBO Max talk when that's great. Yeah, well, and, and they've been start- was wonderful in they, its own wacky way. But, but that said, they they start up again, you know, like, yeah. yes, most of the like, most yeah. of the Arrowverse shows are going away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had, for example, Naomi started up this year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's 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 still more stuff that they're doing. It's just they're they're moving away from the uh, from from the Arrowverse thing. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the uh, so many Batman books. Let's see for January's top ten DC comics. Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes number one was the highest selling book that was not a Batman book, but it mm-hmm. also had Batman in it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because they have yeah. Detective Comics going weekly now. It's in four places, and there's the Batman book, the Joker book, Batman the Night, Batman Catwoman special, DC versus Vampires, which is focused heavily on well, bat characters. Vampire bat, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, it's insane right the, now. The thing, so. the thing is that if people continue to buy them. 
then why shouldn't DC continue to publish that? Keep publishing them. 100%. Exactly. That is their business. It is a very self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's like you you can't say, well, what are you doing with like Flash and Green Lantern and Aquaman? Because they're not – publishing books with them in them. And, and right now they're like let's let's not talk about flash <coughs> yeah or or <laughs> anybody else you know or whatever well and well no i mean, so I mean you know, i've read a current comic except for what we read for the show i couldn't tell you what's going on they're supposed well, i mean to they've got this a crisis this, coming right yeah oh, paul's not there, talking there, about comics oh that's right sorry yeah no no i meant uh i meant the whole uh ezra miller thing um uh, well, that uh, they too, were right they were wise to hitch their wagon to that star. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, I mean, okay, he's he's hardly the first star to have a meltdown. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Hard, but you know, they 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 were like, I was just hoping we'd at least get the movie out before out it. first, right? Yeah. So God God bless them, you know. But th- this that this, wasn't his first meltdown either. No, <laughs> no, no. So well, that's been a mess for a while. But and how many meltdowns did Russell Crowe have over his career? I, I, yeah, that's exactly. true. Or Christian yeah. Bale on set. Did you remember that tirade? On oh, yeah. oh, yes. Set? Good I mean, for you. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for messing up my take. And then you had the stream of profanity. <laughs> it's like, y'all. <laughs> Some exactly. celebrities might be a little cray-cray. It's just the way of life. And and if they make a shuffle of leadership, then they'll make a shuffle of leadership. You know, that, uh, that's going to happen regardless of anyone's feelings about whomever is writing whatever book this month. You know. So yeah, and I'm not sure um, <laughs> how uh, Emma Watts has been kind of pulled into all of this, but um, um, well, remember we questioned Diane Nelson's involvement. Absolutely. Back when that um, happened, because we're like, she she didn't do comics, but remember, Jeanette Kahn didn't do comics either. Exactly. And, and did a ton for DC. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, uh, you know and, 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 and I mean, you know, Diane Nelson also came in at an interesting point in time, right? Boy, but, howdy, know, did she. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and she would, but, she, you know, she was noted for um, the idea was, yes, this. how do we get into the getting these characters on the screen? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? We can say, yeah, we don't like the way this was done or that was done. But, you know, she did it. Um, yeah. You know, that's where we got a lot of the uh, of, of the, you know, this whole universe like, hey, we, you know, for say what you will about the quality of some of the shows. We got to see a crisis on, on TV yeah. a couple of years and ago. And I right? think they did that fairly well, considering the scope and the Absolutely. budget that they had to deal with. You know? Absolutely. And they did some really great things within that, you know, like having Kevin Conroy in there as, as, uh, as Batman and having, um, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Routh show up as, uh, as, uh, you know, the kingdom come Superman and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like they did so much great stuff with that. Um, and, and so, you know, but hey, she, you know, she was uh, kind of had spearheaded the whole uh, Harry Potter uh, movie business, which apparently made them some money. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why they gave it to her and said, here you go, fix this. And uh, it- absolutely. And and there was, uh, you know, they, but there was a lot of other stuff going on. Yep. And um, and so. Um, and that's so, that's that's yeah. what gets on my nerves is that it seems like at least back then. Marvel and Disney had the plan, right? Yeah. Now, 
And Warner Brothers has never been able to have a plan with DC for whatever reason. The other problem with that, though, was that, that hey, we want you to run this business overall. Um, you know, but you, she wouldn't be the one directly dealing with the movie stuff that was supposed to be Jeff Johns. And, um, there's been, you know, mixed, uh, things on, on, on how that went. Um, you know, uh, with, yeah. uh, yeah. So, I mean, I there's, mean, I mean, there's, there, been, there's been mixed, <laughs> yeah. Ask someone who's, who's doing comics to, to step into being, uh, a, a roller and a wheeler dealer with movies. That's not his world. And, well, he did. You he know? came in from that world, though. Well, I mean, that, yeah, but yeah. I, I think Jeff got stretched too thin, and I don't know the man, so I, I hope I'm yeah. not speaking out of school. But he was also writing comics at the time. He was doing his yep. own stuff on the side. How, how easily point. can you get burned out, you know? Yeah. And how much time do you have to give to the, the focus required to do the one thing you need to do? And when and, things got yeah. ugly with, uh, with uh, you know, when uh, when – um, you know, it came time to, well, we got to fix, we got to fix justice league because, uh, um, uh, you know, the, uh, because, uh, you know, Superman V Batman was, uh, was, a was, a uh, was a thing. Yeah. That thing yeah. happened. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, they, they tried to write the ship and it was, you know, not easy to do so. And, uh, and so, Hey, I don't envy anyone this, uh, this no, business, not but, at all. but, uh, one of the, one of the people that Zaslav, uh, who is the, uh, the head of this whole, uh, um, uh, this whole sort of, uh, Michigas here, um, <laughs> David Zaslav, he's the, he's the head up of, uh, of the, uh, discovery, um, yeah. The Discovery Cinematic Universe, um, and it's not that. Um, but they, but <laughs> the Detective the Comics people, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. yeah, the person whose name keeps coming up is this uh, Emma Watts, um, and uh, she uh, has done things like uh, you know she was involved in production for Night at the Museum, Greatest Showman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Martian, Deadpool, Logan, Avatar. Um, you know, um, and uh, has been dealing with a lot of this uh, of the uh, the Ryan Reynolds um, um, Netflix stuff that's been going on uh, where I, he seems to have a new movie out every 10 minutes. Um, yeah. What's up with that? He's got a, he, He's got a deal and it's like I get to make money. <laughs> yeah, I get to make money. So I'm at work every day. See yeah, you later, Blake. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so. Who knows? I, I, I'm just saying. I hope whatever happens, whatever changes happen, I hope they figure it out because I would just like to see my characters on screen with, with such respect as the Marvel group has got. Yeah. And, and I, I think they just need, they've had, they've had some good movies, no doubt. They've had some stops and starts. They've had some great casting choices. Yeah. It, it just seems like they can't put the vision together if we're, the story needs to go. Yeah. So I, I hope that they figure that out and, and get it going to a place where it is at least, you know, successful and satisfactory to every Absolutely. as much as possible. So. All right. And that's it for that. So who's reading well, tonight? <laughs> welcome to movie cast, everyone. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, Derek, you going to take us through this one. I certainly can. Yay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Woohoo. Woohoo, indeed. Legionnaires, number 16. Guess who's back? Travis, who are the artists on the cover, please? Adam Hughes, Carl Story, and Tom McCraw. Cool, cool, cool. So we have... It, it, it also... Oh, sorry, go ahead, then I'll give my comment afterwards. Okay, so the cover is three people in Legionnaire costumes who we will recognize as Dream Girl, Bouncing Boy, and Starboy, but who are not in current Legionnaire's continuity. And Dream Girl is looking over her shoulder uh, at us coitishly with a rather revealing costume, whilst Bouncing Boy and Starboy have their backs to us. And I was going to point out that the uh, title on the cover here, Guess Who's Back, uh, also recovers the or recalls the cover to Legion number 40, which had someone who looks like Wildfire with the caption, Guess Who's Back, also. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good point. That one was uh, lies, though. Yes. And this, <laughs> while, while, it, while this is a great cover, uh, it does spoil their appearance in the story. But, you know. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we open up. We have a splash page, and the title of the issue is "Saved by Zero. I, I wonder what this zero could be. And we have a story by Mark Wade, pencils by Chris Gardner, inks by Dennis Kramer, colorist is Tom McCraw, letter is Pat Brasseau. Assistant editor is Mike McAvenny, and the editor is Casey Carlson. And we have a s- captions that are describing what's going on. Tokyo is falling up. Ooh. Seconds ago, a sudden dome quake rocked the city, blowing the generators that lend gravity to an entire city block and rocketing two dozen lab techs into the sky. Fortunately for them, help is on the way. And it is help in the form of Inferno and Chameleon and Andromeda and Livewire and the knees of Leviathan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we go on too far, I just want to say in advance, I love the art in this issue. It's great. Yeah, I quite like it it as well. Yeah. Uh, Whereas I'm not fond of it, but that's my deal. Uh, mm-hmm. saved, by, saved by Zero, by the way, uh, was the name of a song by a group called The Fix. The Fix, yes. Saved yes. by Zero. Yes, that one. But don't sing anymore or else we have to pay royalties. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fair use. <laughs> uh, the Legionnaires are flying to the rescue and Inferno says, again with the quakes, is it just me or are they coming faster and harder? Oh, Cam my says, God. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Cam says, don't worry about it now, Inferno. And Andromeda grabs one of the floating techs and she says, right, priority is to pull these techs. And she flies and grabs another one into a gravity zone. And Inferno grabs one by the belt and says, gotcha. Uh, Livewire has picked up a third or a fourth one and says, this is the last of them, Cam. Everyone's safe. And the tech says, are you kidding? We're not. The problem, look, it's our fusion power sphere. Null gravity has ripped it into free fall. And the fusion power sphere has scrunched out of the ground and is rising towards the dome. 
Holy grife, cries out Leviathan. That baby's nuclear. If it hits the dome, the whole city will go up. Hmm. And uh, we've got Chameleon says, Leviathan, follow my lead. We've got to size up. And Leviathan grows and Cam turns into a big uh, hulking creature. We've got to pull down this nuke tank now. And they grab hold of it. Leviathan says, no, no good. Not enough power. Andromeda, push. And she comes in from the other side and, and uh, lends her, her strength to the, the problem. Can't. No leverage. If I shove any harder, I'll punch right through. And all three of them are floating up on the do- on the, pa- the power sphere towards the dome. And Leviathan says, dome's coming fast without more force. And there is a mysterious white flash of light. And then Leviathan continues, we haven't a prayer. And then a hand from off panel with purpy, purple Kirby crackle around it says, don't worry, team, you need gravity. I've got your gravity right here. And the fusion power sphere slowly descends back to the ground. And our legionnaires look on with um, respectful looks upon their faces. And Cam says, there's one legionnaire I couldn't do without. I'll say, this isn't the first time Inferno says that Star Boys saved the day. Woohoo! And there's our new Star Boy in, his, in a purple and gold costume. I quite like this costume, I think. Yeah, I, I think this is a really good update of all of Tom's previous costumes in one, really. Yeah, combined everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whilst the other Legionnaires are looking on with happy faces, Garth is going, Starboy? But, but. Mm. I, I, I want to point out, by the way, on the last page, that uh, that mysterious white flash Um. Remember last week, the time quake that happened in Valor number 20? Mm-hmm. This is the result of one of the time quakes. Ah. Oh. Meanwhile, on the new Earth horizon, a Kuden ship is coming in to attack. Look, target gunner. Domination lies within our grasp. Let the Earthlings feel the grip of the Kund Imp. And suddenly there's a thoom. Arg, that jolt. What caused it? I'm sorry, but sir. I will... uh, we must take a drink for the yeah. half Cthum. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> the Kundish pilot says, Not I, warlord. Our monitors show a masked stranger outside the domes. He gathers <laughs> asteroids and hurls them in our path. And the masked stranger is... Paul Star. Ladies and gentlemen, on the center stage. <laughs> Put your hands together. You'll recall that uh, Paul Star left the Adult Legion team back in issue 57 to go back to New Earth. So that's why that's where he came from. And so Rock is uh, using asteroids to smash the Kundish ship apart. And the uh, Kundish captain goes, Activate emergency power. What's he saying? And Rock comes on the monitor and he says, Warning to you to stay clear of this sector, Warlord Kazel. The final disposition of New Earth is mine to decree. Do you hear me? I shall decide Earth's fate, not the Coons. And one of the, the Kundish lackey goes, Power's nearly gone, sir. We must leave. Arg! As Warlord Kazel smacks him. Silence, slug. We are forced into a strategic return. 
but we shall return. The Kuns will have their revenge on this damnable upstart, whoever he may be. And we cut now to Legion headquarters where Cosmic Boy is doing some training with Catspaw. And Cos is lifting a large two-ton block of steel with Catspaw sitting on the top. <laughs> and Cos is straining. He goes, yeah, yes, it's up. That's what she and, said. You know, <laughs> uh, what she actually says is, good leader, <laughs> getting stronger. Cosmic Boy recovered from blast? Oh, I seem to be Catspaw. I won't be lifting any star cruisers soon, but a two-ton block of steel hefts easy. And Catspaw leaps off the block of steel. Mmm, magnetic powers make Catspaw's first scratchy. How about you, beefcake? Cosmic boy got an itch. And Coz is wiping himself down with a towel because he's suddenly perspiring more. Um, (laughs) Still still a little woozy. Got to go lie down. Alone. Bye. I'll be in my bunk. Yeah. <laughs> With, uh, behind, behind a locked door. So <laughs> uh, like Coz is walking down the corridor and suddenly a flash of white light comes out of a door. But Coz is thinking, man, Inferno was right. Nice girl, but she'll sink her claws into any guy. Huh? That light coming from the lab. What's happening? And he rushes in to a familiar scene. Michael, are you going to remind us of the familiar scene? So this uh, familiar scene, uh, (laughs) page nine is the same as Valor number 13, pages 21 and 22. Or sorry, page 21 and 22 of Valor number 13 take place just prior to Cos walking in the lab. And that's part of the white flash. Um, In that issue, Brainiac 5 and Triad are discussing the legend of Valor And then a time blip happens, and the computer says there's no record of Valor. That ends uh, Valor number 13. Valor number 14, uh, on pages 1, 2, and 3, we see an expanded edition of what is condensed here on page 9 of Legionnaires number 16. If that makes sense. So in the lab, we have Imra and Brainy and Triad. Uh, looking at a projection of Valor in his traditional Mon-El clothes. Imra says, data retrieval program on full, Brainy, but the hollow image is still wavering. We're losing him, says Brainy. And Triad's all upset. No, no, it's not true. Hmm. And the computer is saying, alert, memory bank show no information on Largand, a.k.a. Valor. Repeat, according to all files, no such legionnaire exists. Cos comes in. Try it? She's fine, Cosmic Boy, says Brainy. It's history that's taking a beating. Somehow Valor has retroactively ceased to exist. But that's impossible, says Cos. He was one of us. Our very inspiration. The mightiest legionnaire. Surely there's some information. The computer breaks in. Successive exhaustive search has disclosed data on ancient adventurer named Valor who, according to all historical files, led a brief heroic career in the latter half of the 20th century before dying of lead poisoning in the year 1994. No further history is noted. And the legionnaires rush out of the lab. No further history, says Triad. How can that be, Brainy? Do something. I will. We all will. We'll uncover the truth firsthand about Valor by taking a time bubble to the past. 
and they're in the time bubble getting ready, and then in come Dragon Mage and Ultra Boy and Alchemist. And Ultra Boy says, Don't tell us you finally have some answers about Vala's whereabouts. And Alchemist says, Brainy, we heard your emergency call. What's up? And Triad says, No, only more questions. Vala no longer exists. According to our... And a white light engulfs them. The white light fades, and they're all back in the time lab looking well, before, at a projection. Before you get there, oh, we're, we're, mm. we're, a lot of stuff happens in between pages ten and eleven. Are we going to do it all now? Uh, so <laughs> all the all the issues now. In between pages ten and eleven <laughs> is all the stuff that happened in Valor DOA, uh, starting with issue thirteen. And continuing 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. And we have been reviewing Valor uh, since episode 663. So, what, nine months now to cover all of this Valor stuff? Dear yeah. Lord, someone pulled that Valor baby out of me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so, so at the end of Valor 19, Valor... Uh, has a talk with Wave Rider and finally agrees to go back into the Phantom Zone and relive his life again. And uh, then the Legionnaires, everybody disappears, and we come back on page 11, which is the same as Valor number 19, pages 19 through 20. Right. So the white light fades. We have all the Legionnaires back in the lab. The projection of Valor is back in his traditional Monel costume again. Uh, computer uh, Triad says, computer? And the computer voice has changed as well. In the previous computer voice, it had a pink edging around its speech bubbles, but now it doesn't. Breach, as requested, visual restored on Legionnaire Lager and aka Valor. Review historical files? And Alchemist says, why should we? Is there suddenly some mystery surrounding him? Ask Troyad. She's the one who made the inquiry, says Ultra Boy. And Coz says, she had a reason, but I can't recall what it was, not for the life of me. Triad says, I, I don't remember either. But for a moment, just a moment, I thought of Valor and felt a blow, almost physical, a wave of sudden hideous loss. And now it's past. Has it, says the voice of a new person entering the lab, or is it the first sign of a danger yet to come? And it's Dream Girl. What? In, oh, in chicka a, bow, bow, a very revealing costume. Mm -hmm. well, it's, a, it's a costume slash nightgown again from the Neuronal collection. <laughs> <laughs> Ga gown implies skirt, though. Well, it's got a yeah, little... A it's a little thin slip of fabric between her legs there, Jim. Can you see that there? It's just a little it's just a little like it's it's like a almost like a Star Trek alien slave girl thing. It's not, it doesn't even count as fabric, but it's there. <laughs> and and a lot of double-sided tape on top. Lots of tape. Lots of uh, Linda Carter Wonder Woman tr running. Trans transuit stuff. keeps it keeps it on. Yeah. There you go. Something must. Something must. Dear but her Lord. arms are fully clothed. Hey, it gets chilly. Got to have some modesty. In outer space, it gets cold. All right. So Ultra Boy says, 
You would know, Dreamy. Have you had another vision? And Rock and Imra look at each other and whisper, Dream girl? How? Shh, hold that thought and ask yourself this. Why are we the only ones surprised? Dun, dun, dun. And then Garth comes rushing in. There you are, guys. You wouldn't believe who suddenly popped in. Right after a white flash, asks Coz. Try us, says Imra. It was Starboy, says Garth. He, he. And Coz finishes the sentence. Acted as if he belonged. So did Dreamgirl. Neither of them were ever members of our team. What's going on? Imra says, no one knows knows a fact. In fact, a telepathic probe verifies that we're the only legionnaires who sense the anomaly. Subconsciously, the others are confused, but on the surface, they see nothing unusual. There's something else, says Coz. Do you remember an earlier flash, something about valor and the time stream? Dimly, yes. A feeling that time itself is somehow out of joint? My thoughts exactly, says Coz. No one's heard us talk. Good. I'll confide in the others if I had a clue as to what to tell them. Mm. Follow me. I have a plan. But for now, we'd better keep it to them to ourselves. And the three of them rush off. And Invisible Kid fades into visibility as he was listening to what they say. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, meanwhile, he did. <laughs> meanwhile, in the Tokyo Dome, we have three hoodlums uh, breaking into a store. We got enough. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep your ring on, okay? We got time. That quake shocked this town, but good. But we can loot every tech store on the block for this for anyone spots us. Untrue, says a voice from off panel, and all their loot suddenly floats into the air. Huh? Our loot's floating away. And in <laughs> come uh, Apparition and Gossamer. Quite a courtesy of Gossamer's gravity flux, says Apparition. That's right, boys. You're a bastard. And bastard! The hoods, the hoods run out of the shop and down an alley and up on a roof looking down are Pharaoh and Battery Lad and King Quartum. Check it. They're running off, says Pharaoh. They won't get far, says Tenzel. And he pushes Pharaoh off the edge of the building and Pharaoh transforms into his metal form on the way down. Tenzel says, you know, we go through a lot of sidewalks this way. Shut up and push. Let's cut him off, says Pharaoh. And as he's plummeting to the ground, there's a mysterious flash of white light. And Pharaoh has been replaced by a Bouncing Boy. And his Bouncing Boy says, before they can blitz. And he sprawings down in front of the hoods. And they go, what the? Legionnaires are grief. Now, the Legionnaires have captured the hoods and Tenzel's making a celebratory speech. You hold them in stasis, your stasis field, Kid Quantum. When the SP show, we want to tell them we caught these gank grunks, these grungers. Wait for it. On the rebound. Thanks to our very own bouncing boy, that is. I ask you, what would we do without him? And they are being watched on a monitor by Rond Vidar. And Invisible Kid comes into where Rond is. Rond, says Lyle, I just heard Cosmic Boy talking to Livewire and Satin Girl. They suspect. You didn't say anything to them, did you? Grife, Rond. Sorry. Forget I, the I just want to point out one thing here. When you cannot see a Legionnaire's face, they're up to no good. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> and and uh, also don't forget that... Uh, 
Rondvidar had been dead, and then he was rescued by Invisible Kid in the time bubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, I right. I was trying to remember why there was a young version of him. Yeah, do you remember? I, I don't recall off the top of my head when and Go, go ahead and refresh us, Michael, on, on what happened to Ron, because no, I, I remember. remember. Oh, you I'm don't remember. <laughs> you had a flash of light, and you now you don't remember? This better not be a trivia <laughs> question later, Michael. I swear to God. No, I remember why when, when was Ron killed? Is Ron, Ron, was Ron killed? The old Ron, we we saw him last. Was he is still father to Laurel's baby? Yeah, he's still being a dad. Yeah. So this is a this is a younger version of Ron plucked out of the time stream at some point. Ah. Okay. For some yeah, he reason, didn't... thinking that that he had been older. Ron is not dead, as far as I recall. Not not yet. No, he's not dead yet. Take not dead. There we go. Take a drink. Yeah. But this is clearly a younger version of that character. Just yes. by look, looking at his face. I mean, he's way younger. Doesn't look like he's been held prisoner by Mordrew for, you know, years at a time having his liver eaten every day. So, you yeah, know, he's got a, he's got a mouth. Yeah. Right. So Ron says, sorry, forgive the paranoia. You're invisible. I take it. Of course. I swore to honor our pact, Ron. I'm not breathing a one word until we can prove our theory with your beacon. Uh, where we go? Oh, yeah. And Ron says, though this Valor incident goes a long way towards verification. How much do they know, Lyle? Hard to tell. They sound determined to find out more, but I can't imagine what they plan to. Oh, my God. You don't think. Ron says, oh, no, not on their own. They wouldn't take the No. And they both rush out of Ron's lab. There's lots of rushing in and out of labs, labs at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And back in the time bubble is uh, Garth and Rock and Imra. And Rock. Now, the says, only thing I'm going to say about this is Imra should have detected uh, Lyle at that distance that they were talking to each other. And mentally. she also should have recognized the fact that, that Ron is there to begin with. Yeah. There, well, there's that too, but. Telepathy of convenience, right? <laughs> yeah. Causes uh, and Imra are getting the time bubble ready. Yes, the time bubble's our only chance to find out the real truth, says Cos, about everything. And Imra says, apparently only we three sense these fluctuations in reality. Maybe that's because we've been around the longest. Maybe there are other reasons. Either way, says Cos, if Starboy and Dreamgirl are suddenly part of our present, then we have to learn more about our past. Garth, this could be dangerous. You're not obligated to go. Like hell I'm not. We've been through we've been together since day one, and we'll be together till the end. Punch it. And Lyle and Ron come rushing in. No, stop. And the time bubble powers up. Circuits activated. We're off into the home stream. No, stop. And the time bubble powers up, and Ron cries, stop, once more. And the time bubble is surrounded by fluctuations of color and energy, and then there is a cow. Hmm. And the time bubble is gone. But has it gone successfully, or is it destroyed? That is the question. Damn, says Ron. Damn, damn is for keeping secrets. Lyle says, will, will they make it back? On their own, without our, having, without our having warned them of the changes in the time stream? I'd say yes, 
but I'd be lying. They're gone, Lyle, never to return. And so Lyle and Ron go up to talk to Cat, uh, Computo and Shrinking Violet. Computo, Violet, we need to call a full meeting. We have some news. It'll have to wait, says Violet. We're getting a priority alert from the science police. And on the monitor, there's a science police officer and Polestar. And <laughs> the SP is saying, Legionnaires, this is Commander Schaefer. We've detected a mysterious figure over the Atlantis Dome. We don't have a make on who, on his identity, but whoever he is, he's juggling asteroids like they're moops balls. Get a team out here before he breaks New Earth apart. Consider it done, Chief, says Computo. Bye. Sound an alpha red. But Ron won't be distracted. Hold on, we have something to tell you. Not during an emergency like this, you don't. Whatever you've got, hold on to it. The alarms are going off. Um, Gossamer and Tenzel and Apparition and Kid Quantum are in a corridor. Wow, an APB, says uh, Tenzel. Let me guess, somebody finally realised that our headquarters is upside down. Very funny, Tenzel, says Apparition. Do your legs run as fast as your mouth? Let's find out. And Ultra Boys join them. Right behind you. Come on, Tinya. Let's go. I'll be I'll be right there. And she sees Andromeda in a room, a room with statues. Take a drink. Take a drink. Uh, yes, indeed. And Tinya says, Andromeda, didn't you hear the alarm? Silly me. Hypersensors. Of course you heard. Something's wrong, isn't there? And Andromeda says, so you feel it too. A strange unease. Like an unremembered dream, yes, says Tinya. As if the world's the same, but I'm watching it from, I don't know, a slightly different angle. And you? More of a nostalgic wave of a distant longing for things past. Mm. I sensed it strongly back in Tokyo, says Andromeda. But when I asked the others, looked at, when I asked the others about it, they looked at me blankly. Well, Oh, no, this is Tinya, sorry. Well, except for Pharaoh. I didn't get a chance to quiz him. Have you seen him? And Andromeda looked shocked. Tinya, what kind of a question is that? Why would I have? And Tinya goes, gasp, as she sees the statue of Pharaoh. And Andromeda continues, when everyone knows that Pharaoh died years ago, saving valor from the sun eater. Dun, dun, dun. And the end box says, What's going on here? Heroes appearing, heroes vanishing. History itself taking a violent twist. The answers begin unravelling next issue as the Legionnaires and their adult counterparts join forces to save the very fabric of reality from the ravages of zero hour in the end of an era. Yay! Uh -oh. All right, we're finally here, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, going back one page, who's that other statue that's the young princess projectra who got killed early on oh yeah. right okay that makes she, sense she got blown up in uh yeah her and karate kid yeah and cam cam and their chameleon cam. boy yeah remember their chameleon is our old reap right yep. so yeah it just keeps getting weirder um uh, so yeah there we are Although but I don't we, really yeah. like her face. It looks like a, a guy <laughs> with a mustache to mm. me. But it may be because I've been drinking. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I, I do find a number of the faces a bit wonky. Well, 
So here's the weird thing with me. The faces all remind me of how Eric Larson draws faces. Yeah. That's why I like them all. They kind of got, especially during this era, this is kind of how he drew women's faces. And Chris Gardner, uh, this was, I I don't know if this was his first comics gig or one of the first, but he was very young when he drew this. I think we mentioned it when, when. Yeah, um, I think a while back we did. Mm -hmm. When I, because I had talked to him on Twitter for a little while about it and. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that was very early work. And some of the faces I, I, I sort of caught the tail end. You guys talking about that remind me a lot of uh, of of Pat Broderick on the title. Ooh, really? He had a similar thing going on with faces, where sometimes they seemed a little odd, but they were actually pretty realistic expressions. Um, but they looked odd in context. Does. So what's Chris Gardner known for? Uh, like, so still, hmm? I am looking. He did um, Legionnaires 12, 14, 16, 17, and 18. Right. Or did a Spider-Man holiday special in 95. Um, something called XSE in 96 for Marvel. Oh, that's uh, Xavier's school. Uh, security enforcers or something like that. Mm. Um, uh, a couple issues of Superboy, um, and some Batman, uh, issue of Batman, an issue of Scion from CrossGen. Yeah. Um, but the Grand Comics database doesn't list much for him. Okay. I don't know. But then he got hired by, hired by Disney to be an Imagineer. So. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) So, Okay. That's probably where uh, where he's made the bulk of his living, and yeah, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Although his Andromeda does not look at all like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. no. Fortunately. Yeah, Minnie's got those uh, polka dotted undies. I don't think I find his figures really. Yeah. I find his figures very nice, and and the layouts of the panels are good. But yeah, the faces are just a tad wonky in places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like his Starboy splash page is excellent. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I did find that especially on page twelve. But the but his action is really good. Yeah, right. It's uh, the, the 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 way he shows movement. I think even at this early stage, was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot a lot of speed lines. Weird swirls that I just find appealing. But it's probably very image uh, image inspired, given that this came out when it did, which was like. Uh, well, he, he would have been part of the same studio as all these guys, right? Hughes and who else? Always part of Gaijin Studios. Well, that's what I'm thinking is possibly. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm not, not sure about that. I'll call Joe up and get a list. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he has Mm -hmm. improved and evolved quite a bit. And if anyone is interested, he's on Twitter at Chris Gardner Art on Twitter. Chris Gardner Art. And uh, I like you. You uh, you posted your conversation with him. Uh, He says it was a lifetime ago, but yes. I did my best at the time. Sorry your eyeballs had to endure that early work. (laughs) (laughs) 
It does look Larsenex. It, it actually now it reminds me of those um, early issues of Doom Patrol before it went over the Grant Morrison run. Yeah. Yes. Especially the the curly haired kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. You could take Starboy and what was his name? Scott Gardner, I think, was the character's name. The one who was like the Reflecto-ish character. Or was that Karma? I forget. And it was Karma. uh, Lodestone, I think. No, Lodestone was the girl, Rhea Jones. Oh, yeah. I think Scott Gardner was the guy's name. who had. He was, yeah. he and and the blonde kid? Yeah. Magma. Magma was. uh, Oh, really? Okay. So, but anywho... I still think this is this is a great issue for uh, introducing some uh, truly interesting uh, subplots that are uh, going to come to a head rather quickly. Oh yeah. Well, you you say rather quickly, but we still have uh, Valor Twenty One and Legion Fifty Nine and Legionnaires Annual One to cover, uh, plus the Legion crossover before we actually get into End of an Era. Yeah, but it'll still come quickly. Yes, that's what she said. <laughs> I have confidence in it. <laughs> um, if we're done with that, don't yeah. we have? Don't we have to get some class into this? Like maybe the class of seventy-five? Is it? Well, if you're looking for a group of people with class, you've obviously come to the wrong place. Uh, <gasps> Indeed, but if when I think class of seventy five, I think the sweat hogs. So I mean, uh, yeah, Mr. Kate. <laughs> uh, so uh, yes, this week we are covering the Legion class of seventy five. Uh, the, the class of seventy four, which we did last week, uh, to nobody's surprise, the Supergirl sex robot one. Uh, over, <laughs> hey. over Fish and Officer Braun. Uh, this week. Um, we have from the class of 75, uh, Flint Brodge, Black Dragon 2, which was a uh, Karate Kid's, what was it, was his mentor or his father or what was the story on that, Travis? Black Dragon, you remember? Black Dragon was the bad guy. Uh, uh oh, you got me blanking. Did he kill Karate Kid's dad? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. That's the guy we're talking about. Uh, then from Superboy 212, Magno Lad, Esper Lass, Micro Lad, and Calorie Queen. That was my very first Legion issue, by the way. Nice. Uh, not include the others since they never appeared again, which was like Phantom Lad and Chameleon Kid. and and. Uh, I thought Chameleon uh, Kid did show up one more time. Not, not the one from this one. You're thinking of Chameleon Chief. Uh, well, I, I will correct you. Phantom Lad has appeared again. Well, in in who's who in the who's who in the Legion, but that doesn't count. No, he's a, he's a, he has a been in a Legion story since this one. Really? Yes. Uh, which one was that? Sorry, Michael. This is a trivia question. Which one do you <laughs> think he uh, he appeared in? <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading an entry in in Who's Who, and <laughs> had something to do with um, if I'm remembering the right guy. Uh, he turned into a uh, a quote unquote companion for an elderly rich lady as they sailed through the cosmos. That that's incorrect. Well, he might have done that after this. Oh, but uh, Legion of Superheroes number ten, which was Election Day in the Baxter run, 
Uh, oh. There, there was a story in there about. Um, well, no, not number ten. Sorry, hang on. Maybe it's twelve. Looking at the cover, I'm wrong. Yeah, number twelve. Um, it's the one where they're trying to fight these um, organ harvesters, but they yeah. keep disappearing. Phantom Lad is the captain of that ship. Oh. And they were they were the reason why the ship was disappearing is they were traveling through the Phantom Zone to go back to Big Dizzle. And they used Phantom Girl um, to stop them from doing That's so. That's right. And Phantom Lad was the captain of that ship. I so don't you, remember that at all. Well, <laughs> he was never named per se, but you look at him like, yeah, that's the same dude. It's the same dude. And I could have swore Chameleon Kid was like in a random prison scene in a Greg LaRoque drawn issue at some point. Well, I went by uh, the dc.fandom.com page. Uh, I don't... Uh, uh, and and also the uh, the DC chronology, mm-hmm. and neither of them had it. But if you say it's there, I'm not going to swear to it. But I could have swore he showed up for like one panel in a in a prison scene that Laroque drew, or well, just lots of bad guys. Uh, eh, who knows? I'll I'll double check. Don't worry about it. I do want to say this though. Black Dragon was his father. Yeah, Black Dragon was Karate Kid's father. And yeah, Sensei so that's him. what it was. Okay, he was a yeah, criminal. This, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, Hirao Nizumi, also known as Black Dragon. Um, and so his yeah. mom was an American secret agent, tried to hide him from the father, um, and was killed for her effort. And then Sensei Toshiaki. Turned by Sensei eight. went back after him. Yeah, I don't know what. There's too many martial arts stories in my head. <laughs> and a lot of them are very similar. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. The one that I'm talking about is from Superboy 210. It's the the second Black Dragon who Karate Kid fights in that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so Black Dragon. Like during, uh, um, during the Karate Kid run, and Karate Kid has to fight him, I think, on, on a rando, and there's like this ice bridge that's melting. And all that sort of stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, continuing on, we also have Ben Pears um, from Superboy 214, Leland McCauley IV, who is a kid here and then turns into a real jerk in the five years later run. Uh, um, Phantom Girl's brother, Gamaya Wazo, or his co- her cousin. Mm-hmm. And then from Karate Kid number one, Iris Jacobs. Mm. Yeah. And so that is the Legion class of 1975. Cool. Which was a time ago. Yes, it was. Yes, it was indeed. It's it's so far back that it's like, (laughs) how how far back is it, Paul? I I I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, no, no. I mean, it is it 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 is. It's an important thing that happened, and uh, some people might call it as an event historical. Uh, they may call it historical. This and, road gets uh, longer every time you pay it. Oh <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Gonna milk it. Yeah, um, yeah, just to, to, to mix some metaphors. Mm. Um, yeah. mm. And um, but yes. Uh, an historical event uh, is is what happened, and we know that there are lots of those that come up in the history of the Legion. And I wonder if we were to look at 
say, the historical events that occurred within this week in Legion history, I wonder what that would sound like. I think it well, might sound a little bit like this. Uh, so 45 years ago, 77, Superboy number 229, a team of five Legionnaires goes searching for Darragon, the Dark Circle, and revenge for the death of Chemical King. And that was covered in episode 305. 40 years ago, 1982, Legion of Superheroes number 289, the rest of the Legion searches for its five members who are lost on an icy asteroid in a cold and lonely corner of hell. Yes. And mm -hmm. that was way back in episode 78. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, 35 years ago, 1987, Tales of the Legion number 349, reprints Legion volume 3 number 24. The Legionnaires are driven to distraction, wondering about Sensor Girl's true identity, even as the Emerald Empress and the Persuader seek to rebuild the Fatal Five. And that was episode 362. 30 years ago, Legion Volume 4, number 30. Uh, 1992, the Terra, Terra Mosaic continues. After the assassination of the President EarthGov, riots break out on Earth and the Dominators slaughter hundreds. The United Planets anticipates orders for war. And that was episode 606. 15 years ago, 2007, Mark Wade and George Perez uh, write and draw Brave and the Bold, Volume 3, Number 3, The Lords of Luck, Part 3. It's Batman <laughs> Blue Beetle versus the Fatal Five in a team-up book to end all team-up books. Who's brought these Legion villains into the fray? The Lord of Time, who has pulled in assassins and villains from throughout the history of the DCU. And this one ends on a cliffhanger where Tharok and Batman are merged. Oh, my. Yes. Hmm. He gets, they both get better, though. That's a bad date right there, take, kids. Take, take a drink. Take mm -hmm. a drink. He, he just uh, did it. On that same day in 2007, Justice League of America, Volume 2, Number 8, beginning the long-awaited epic crossover between the new Justice League and the new Justice Society, united the, uniting the combined writing talents of best-selling author Brad Meltzer and comics megastar Jeff Johns for the ultimate team-up. The Lightning Saga five-parter begins with the mystery of who Trident is and how his identity crisis will change everything. And this was way, way back in episode 10. You, picked, you, started, you guys started the, uh, uh, the podcast at a good time there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, and uh, also on that same day in 2007, Legion of Superheroes in the 31st Century, number one, an all-new series spinning out of the smash hit TV show. To stop the Fatal Five from destroying Metropolis, the Legion travels back in time for reinforcements because this looks like a job for Clark Kent. Kent, six teenagers from the future, help a mild-mannered reporter become the Man of Steel. Or will the Fatal Five determine his destiny before it's even begun? I, wow. I, I think the former is the answer to that one. Mm. Fair. Uh, ten years ago, two, 2012, Legion Volume 7, Number 8, uh, Invisible Kid must chase down the set of thieves who've gotten their hands on some of the most dangerous technology in the universe, tech that could result in a new dawn for an old adversary. And in the backup, the three founding Legionnaires are reunited for a rare night off in 31st century Istanbul. And Not Constantinople? 
not Constantinople. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's nobody's business but the Turks. Yeah. Okay. And that was episode 188. Uh, moving into the future, way farther than the future we are encountering right now in Australia, 935 years from now, uh, on April 21st, 2957, Happy will have been going to have been born birthday for Tinya Wazo. Uh-huh. Yeah. 20 years later, uh, 955 years from now, Brainiac 5 creates the artificial intelligence Computo. Computo oh, what could possibly go wrong? Runs out of control and attempts to take over the Earth, holding several legionnaires hostage and demanding that the rest of the legion leave Earth, leave Earth forever. And one of Triplicate Girl's body is killed. That, of course, was Adventure 342 back in episode 48. And then uh, 10 years after that, in 2987, Element Lad resigns as leader, Polar Boy's elected leader. Uh, Brainiac 5 mourns the apparent death of Ron Vidar, while Quizlet teaches Wildfire to how to contain his energy without his suit. Cosmic Boy and Night Girl return from their 20th century vacation with the grim news. The Time Trapper has altered 20th century history so that Superboy never existed. And that will have, was going to have been seen in volume, Legion Volume 3, number 36, episode 383. And that is what was and will have been going to be this week in Legion history. Woohoo! Well, that is outstanding. Fantastic. All right. So, yeah, I mean... Hey, time is all over the place here, folks. It's wibbly wobbly. It's going wibbly wobbly. Yeah, that's that's how it rolls. That is how it rolls. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's just uh, take a look. See here. I'm gonna pull up the mailbag. All right, from uh, Omega Twenty Five Fifty um, comments that uh, the ah here we go. There is a. Um, Yes. Okay. Hang on. Sorry. Um, (laughs) We will vamp. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we got (laughs) um, a um, a sort of uh, subs uh, stump the subs message, but I think we're going to uh, to get one uh, soon. um, Now that we have reached Legionnaires fifteen. Uh oh. John, you have a tease of a a sub. What mid season four? Location in Young Justice was a certain Monday character for a grand of years. Uh, the Phantom Zone. There we go. Um, By the way, that Young Justice, it's getting good. It's yes, getting it's, good. It's, yeah. Uh, Omega 2550 is with you on this. Um, every every time you mention it, uh, um, we I get a message saying, "Yep, it's great." <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> yeah. Just saying. And, uh, so there we go. Um, righty then, and that's uh, that's what I got for feedback. But folks, you can uh, you can send us your stump the subs questions, um, or let us know which um, wacky Starboy haircut you like best. Um, 
You can send all of those to us at leisuresubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. Uh, we can hear them over on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way into the time bubble, but then people keep showing up that we don't recognize, and mm. and, and, and things are going crazy, and it is very wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. And we will see you all next week. You know, when one of those flashes of light happens, are we going to start yelling, Flash! Ah!